So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. Listen, the Six Figure Photography Podcast is designed to help, well, it's designed to help photographers grow their business. However, I want to give a big caveat. I would actually say that the Six Figure Photography Podcast is designed to help creatives grow their business. There's a number of listeners who are outside of the photography realm, and I want you to know that you are welcome here. Most of my examples, my stories that I share, some of my guests, they tend to be um, maybe uh, from the, the photography sphere, but what I've discovered from the feedback that you've given is that there's so much of the conversation that applies to you. And I want to encourage you that today is going to be one of those days. Today, I'm not going to be talking about weddings. I'm not going to be talking about wedding photography. I'm not even going to be talking about photography, my friends. On today's episode of the Six Figure Photography Podcast, I'm going to be talking more about mindset. In particular, uh, there's this this devilish, maybe that's a harsh word, but it's a word nevertheless that I think is pretty accurate. This this devilish belief that that we um, that I believe we all probably experience to some degree or another called the imposter syndrome. Now I've seen the imposter syndrome rear its ugly head in a number of ways in my own life, and and again this is this is a conversation outside of just business, but even just like in my friendships, in my marriage, and in the way that I parent my kids. In, in my family dynamic and in certainly in my business, in my hobbies, essentially anything that I take ownership of, I feel like I, I have to wrestle with the imposter syndrome. So maybe we should put some verbiage, some language around the imposter syndrome uh, to, to kind of get clear on what we're talking about. Before we do podcast listeners, this by no means is like an exhaustive conversation on the imposter syndrome. Uh, it's more of the the ways that I've seen it kind of become expressed um, in my own life as I've grown the business, even as I'm hosting this podcast, the hurdles that I've seen uh, or that I've experienced to overcome and, and how it shows up for me. And so, uh, so I guess I just want to give that, that really clear, that clear caveat. 
a, a good way maybe to to express the imposter syndrome without me like opening up the dictionary about it is it's this it's this feeling of 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 like fraudulence well well it's a feeling of being an imposter <laughs> to put it very directly it's this feeling that like I am in over my head that I am that I am an imposter in this in this space, whatever this space could be. Maybe it's photography, or or maybe it's this space of you, you've taken up a new hobby, um, or or in parenting where where like you're kind of tricking other people. And if they only knew, if they only knew what was going on, you know, any sense of of credibility or respect would be gone. And and so we start to eat away at ourselves and it keeps us small. It keeps us limited. And, And it really gets in our head the way that we allow the imposter syndrome to uh, to influence the choices that we make in our business and in our interpersonal uh, relationships, interpersonal communication. Um, and so so I'd like to talk about it uh, today. I'd like to kind of unpack the ways that I've seen the imposter syndrome uh, come up for me and 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 the maybe the two ways that I've discovered to 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 fight back. The two ways that I've discovered in my life to really um, uh, uh, like pull me out of it, um, to to kind of push back against the 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 like the onslaught of my mind as it relates to this. And so, uh, there's kind of three levels that I have I've seen for myself. And sometimes, by the way, these levels sometimes maybe it's just one of these things. I'm curious for you as you listen to today's episode of the podcast. I'd be I'd be curious to hear from you guys if you'd be so vulnerable to express how you've seen the 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 imposter syndrome kind of come up for you and and kind of in what levels because I've got three levels that sometimes it gets expressed in one of these levels sometimes uh, two sometimes all three of them maybe it's maybe it's just a so it just depends and I'm curious what it's it's like for you if it's an onslaught of all three of them or 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 just maybe one or two. So the the first level of of the imposter syndrome that I've experienced myself is like there's this crazy thing that happens I think maybe especially for us as as creatives <laughs> as like artists you know where when we pull something off like like we we paint a great picture or, or or we or we take a great photograph when we make something beautiful um when we create essentially just when we create with our own being it almost appears to have happened like like naturally maybe even without a ton of effort um has anybody had that experience where they make something and just it kind of just like came together and it, it almost felt like there was not a ton of effort behind it um and there's this thought that goes in my mind that's like, surely just about anybody could have done that. Just about anybody could have could have pulled this off. It's kind of this, or made it, at least to some degree, it's this, it's this idea that, that begins to creep in our mind of like, like common knowledge. I'm doing like air quotes as I say common knowledge. Oh, this is just common knowledge. This anybody could have done this. For some reason, I feel like for, like creatives, we we tend to think that in our minds, right? Um, actually, my wife right now, she's um, she's taking up watercolors. It's really exciting to see, and and she'll produce these pieces. And I'm an oil painter myself, but I cannot. I don't. I, I like the watercolor media is a really challenging one. 
and um and she's producing this work and i and and we've had these conversations of like well, anybody could have done that and i'm thinking i look at this stuff that she's making and i'm like i think that's this lie about that this is common knowledge i get that you pulled it off relatively effortlessly um but this is i i don't know i, I don't think this is common knowledge so this is a result of us this is where really what it gets to underestimating our own abilities while simultaneously overestimating other people's abilities. Does that make sense? We underestimate our own ability while simultaneously overestimating other people's, other humans. Actually, on that note, I remember um, when uh, when I first brought on uh, a team member to the Stalin Story team, a photographer, and um, and so we hired on this photographer and, and we're talking uh, through editing and... And through the conversation, we discover that they didn't know how to edit inside of Lightroom. That that they were actually doing all of their editing inside. And I'm talking wedding photography, batch editing, right? Like I'm thinking to myself, uh, like I know it. I know that you batch edit in Lightroom. So surely this is common knowledge. Surely you must also know this, right? It's common knowledge. And I've got to remind myself, there, there's so many things that you know that you've kind of put under this idea of common knowledge, but that at some point you did not know. At some point, I did not know to batch edit inside of Lightroom. And then I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that I like learned it just like them at some point. Actually, even I've got this uh, course, uh, this this wedding photography course called Book 2.0 on, on like how it's like our playbook on how we get clients, how we fill our calendar up with new leads. And, and one of the things I've realized is that there's a number of times actually in the course that I feel like as I've gone back and, and looked for feedback that I've skipped over major kind of step-by-step sections like like execution because i'm under this belief that it's common knowledge right like like maybe in the course i say something like okay so what you're going to want to do is create a facebook ad for this particular type of objective and i'm thinking well that's common knowledge and and it is not common knowledge now this is also by the way this is probably why i I feel like this this kind of idea comes up more for creatives or or uh, maybe uh, maybe you don't view yourself as a creative, but it comes up more in the process of creation, right? So so maybe um, maybe my wife again she's she's um, she's taking up watercolors. Maybe she wouldn't hold that title over her head of like I'm a creative. You know I don't know. Maybe she would, but the reality is that she's creating, that she that she's making. I think as makers we'll go with that. I think that's a title that more people can accept. Some people get really um they they tie up too much baggage with the term creative. So let's go with a maker. I think as a maker, it's especially true because we're doing something that we love and that we enjoy on top of it. And again, we're underestimating our abilities. Part of the underestimation is because we love it so much and we enjoy it. It's just, it's just natural. It doesn't feel like it was a labor to get to this stage. We underestimate our abilities while we simultaneously are overestimating other people. And so not only is it becoming, uh, it, not only does it come easier to you or, or maybe you just kind of enjoy it, but you kind of feel guilty in a way because it's, it's, it's like play and for you. Are you, I mean, are you ever feel that way where you're just like, but I, how could I charge so much? <laughs> how could I put a dollar amount on my photography in the thousands when, when I go out, it's like play, I feel like an imposter. Now, 
this is kind of this first level, all right, which it leads to the second level where the imposter syndrome gets expressed. And this is, the second level is actually kind of there to validate our suspicions with the first level. Remember the suspicions of the first level are this. The suspicions of the first level is I underestimate my own abilities while simultaneously overestimating other people. And so it takes us to the second level where we validate that. We kind of confirm our suspicions and we, we, we look for evidence that would prove that to ourselves, right? Okay, we look for evidence. Not only do we underestimate our abilities while simultaneously, simultaneously overestimating others, but it's, it comes with this. I know myself from the inside out. And, and I know, and I'm putting no in air quotes, and I know everybody else from the outside in. And, and what I mean is, when I say I know myself from the inside out, it's like I know what a piece of shit I have like like I know where I have cut corners and I know where I have lied and where I've fallen short. I know I know my I know my darkest motives. I know my biggest flaws. I mean, so I know myself from the inside out. And alternatively, um, I know y'all <laughs> from the outside in. And I gotta tell you guys, your life looks sweet. Like, like your life looks so good from the outside in. When I look on Instagram and I see that highlight reel, I see what's going on, and then and then maybe even I see you expressing your failures within it. But even the way that you express it and you own it on Instagram, it makes me feel even more worse. It's it's kind of like um, this constant feeling that there is something flawed and shameful within myself. And that thing, that, 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 that flawed nature, that, that, that shameful nature in me, that it's, it's not in other people. Okay. It's not inside of other people. And so I look for evidence. I look to Instagram. I look around me to my peers to validate that, uh, like they're doing better. Okay, which th- this takes me to the third level of the imposter syndrome. A- and this is the one that shows up most often for me. And maybe this is kind of the culmination of these two things, right? When I start to kind of look for evidence to back this up, I look to people's highlight reel, I look to all the, the evidence of how great they are, and I compare it against the shame that I feel of all the things that I'm hiding from other people. It takes me to this third place, which is... Um, it's, it shows up as this feeling as though I have tricked them all, which is the imposter. It feel, it's this feeling as though I am an imposter in this space. And if only they knew, if they discovered what I know about myself, that I'd be out. Like if y'all knew all the broken components of my photography business, you wouldn't listen to this podcast. If you all knew the ways that I missed a shot or, or failed in my marriage, maybe you wouldn't tune in. Something along those lines, right? And I don't deserve to be in this crowd. I don't deserve to be in this rank. I don't, I don't deserve the, the attention or the credit or the respect or the like, the heart, the comment, whatever it is. Maybe I don't deserve the price point that I'm charging, right? And so the way that I solve this, and again, this is what shows up most for myself, the way that I solve this, historically, Ben Hartley's world, is I keep myself small, just in case anybody knows I'm here. So the smaller I stay, the lower my price is, the less ripple in the pool that I make, maybe y'all won't notice. And it has me, it essentially allows me to not come up against these feelings of imposter 
uh, pardon me, imposter uh, as often or as as deeply. And actually, there's um there's a Facebook group that I'm a part of, and um and it was it was you know it was like an invite only group, and it's a Facebook group of an incredible league of of individuals. I won't even get into the specifics of it. Just really really great people in this group that I really look up to, and I got to tell you guys, in my, in my worst, which is quite often. <laughs> I allow the imposter syndrome to take me out. I'm, I'm terrified to speak in that Facebook group. I'm terrified to not only make a post, God forbid I make a post in the group, but maybe even to comment. I feel such like a fraud. Maybe actually, you know, I have a, a photography group myself. It's called the Six Figure Photography Mastermind Group, right? I want to encourage you guys to actually join it. It's a free community of photographers who are dedicated to understanding the value uh, that they've got to provide other people and, and how to have those conversations. You can you can actually join it at sixfigurephotography.com forward slash mastermind, S-I-X, sixfigurephotography.com forward slash mastermind. I digress. I say it because I've got this group and, and you know, there's over 4,000 photographers in it and I and and this I, I see it. I, I see people kind of holding back even maybe from engaging in the group or from commenting or, or posting um, for fear that they be found out. It's this sense of unworthiness, right? And so maybe I'll keep myself small. I won't post. I won't speak. I'll remain silent as often as possible. And, and, I, and I'm curious how much of that is the imposter syndrome. Maybe they're just quiet. That's fine too, right? But I'm curious how much of it is the imposter syndrome keeping keeping us back. So I want to I want to maybe break some of these down. I want to go back to each of these steps, right? Can maybe reiterate them and then resolve through these a little bit, wrestle with them a little bit more and, and see if we can't come up with um, some ways to first kind of think our way through these a little bit, to kind of unpack them a little bit, if I can use a keyword that apparently I always say, but then also maybe get really clear about a couple key things that I've discovered as solutions for um, for the imposter syndrome. All right, podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick pause here in order to give a thank you to the supporters of the SFP podcast, because if you're listening, it likely means that you have a small business or you know someone who does. And if this is you, you are wearing far too many hats. And some of these hats are amazing, right? Like being a photographer, but some like filing taxes, running payroll, not so great. This is where Gusto comes in. This is the solution, you guys. Gusto, G-U-S. T.O. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982 and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh, This is the really cool thing. They automatically pay and file your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Um, They make like like W-2s, sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. You guys, those old school clunky payroll providers, the one that I was on that I just left, uh, they just weren't built for the way that the small modern business uh, is meant to work, but Gusto is. You guys, no joke. I got really excited because I switched to Gusto before they contacted me uh, to come on as an advertiser. I'm like, this just makes sense. I actually use this thing. Um, The really cool thing, too, is everything is online, like the ability to sign, store, and organize all the employee documents. It's all online. It's all in one place. 
you guys let Gusto wear one of your many hats, uh, it gets better because for you podcast listeners, you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll. Try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo. That's gusto.com, G-U-S-T-O forward slash photo. Do you remember when you started your photography business? Like it was no small feat. It took late nights. It took early mornings. It took the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, you've been insanely busy ever since. So why not make things a little bit easier? Uh, Our friends at FreshBooks, they have the solution. So FreshBooks is invoicing and accounting software, and it is designed specifically for small business owners, not like massive shops, small business owners. It is simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized. Uh, well, then, uh, for me, it's, it's like the bottom drawer of like my Ikea furniture, but maybe you're like the shoebox kind of person with the crumbled receipts. Either way, with FreshBooks, you create and send professional-looking invoices in like 30 seconds tops, and then you get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. File expenses even quicker and keep them perfectly organized for tax time, which is my biggest downfall is that organization for tax time. And here's the best part. With FreshBooks, it grows alongside your business, so you'll always have the tools you need when you need them without ever having to learn the ins and outs of accounting. So join the 24 million people who have used FreshBooks. There's a 30-day free trial. There's no catch. There's no credit card required. 30 days free. Go to freshbooks.com forward slash photography. Freshbooks.com forward slash photography and enter six-figure photography. And how did you hear about us? That's the little section there. How did you hear about us? Six-figure photography. You guys, at this point... Let's hop back to the show. So let's let's head back. Level one. If we can go back to level one, remember it's this kind of first entrance into the imposter syndrome where we underestimate our own abilities while, while we simultaneously are overestimating other people's abilities, right? Um, I, my encouragement for you is this. Whatever you know, you guys, you've worked for. Like, like you were born into this life with nothing. So there is no such thing as common knowledge. The idea that like, ah, this is common knowledge, this is a common experience. Other people could be doing this just as well as I could, probably better than I. There's no such thing as common knowledge. My encouragement to you is to assume, I guess, a couple things. It's this, it's this kind of a double-edged thing of, of humility with also self-respect where I'm going to assume that I've got something to teach every single person, that the knowledge that I have is not common that I've earned this knowledge, that I've worked for it, that it has come specifically to me. So I believe I've got something to teach every single person I encounter. And yet I also assume that I have something to learn from every single person that I encounter. It's like a, you have to hold both of those things. You have to hold the position that I've got something to learn from you uh, as well as something to teach you. Okay. It's, it's a double, it's a double-sided thing, a double-sided coin. I don't know what the phrase is. There's some sort of phrase there, right? Like actually there was, there was a photographer Again, going back to an example, there's a photographer that I coached for six months. Six months I coached this guy. He's making over six figures now. And after coaching him for six months, a year later, he ended up posting in a group that I'm a part of. 
and he actually didn't know that SD cards uh, were reusable. SD cards are for, for your camera are reusable. So he was buying SD cards, a new one for every single shoot. He thought, not that he didn't know they were un- reusable, but it was more of like, he thought the, the chances of them getting corrupted by rewriting the information a second time was too high to risk. So he would throw the card out and get a new SD card for every single shoot. Now, obviously, there's some validity to that. It's the chances go up that that there's corruption after each time. But but you know, we use our cards for a year. We use our cards for for a hundred shoots, for a hundred sessions, and it was it was wild because this is someone that I coached for six months, right? And here I'm thinking that's common knowledge. These are these are things. But again, some of the most as as a photographer, some of the most common knowledge again, air quotes, common knowledge is stuff that that you've earned. That it didn't come to you. Maybe you were wonderfied. Uh, wonderfied. <laughs> I I combine my two words. You'll hear. Maybe you wonder how you're qualified, which is to say you're wonderfied. Maybe you wonder how you're qualified to even say anything, because again, we we underestimate our abilities, we overestimate others, and we see so many other people out there that we've overestimated their abilities. Or maybe we look and we see, yeah, there's so much more qualified people to do something or to say something or to put their work out there. Maybe they've got a degree or they've got more time or experience or gear or, or a larger audience. Um, something that I've I've been it's been really helpful for me to remember, even as I make this podcast. Right? Can you guys put yourselves in my shoes right now? Actually, put yourselves in my shoes on episode one when I started this podcast. There was other wedding photography, other business. Uh, podcasts, other photography business podcasts out there with a huge audience, with with hundreds of episodes, with with all these accolades. And then here I am, episode one of the Six Figure Photography Podcast, but way back then. And I still wrestle with that now, you know, over 100 episodes in. And something that I learned, and I forget who I learned this from, but they told me, Ben, keep showing up. Because even if the worst possible situation is this, even if your message is the exact same, you, you step up there to the world and you start saying the exact same things, you start producing the exact same artwork, the exact same watercolor paintings, you start, you start doing the exact same thing. Worst case scenario, that's what it is, which is pretty much an impossibility. But even if the message may be the same, I know one thing is for certain is that the messenger is unique. And 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 it doesn't take long for us to consider this for ourselves as consumers. How often have you heard something from someone? And and you've heard it, but it just didn't sink in, it didn't resonate. And then maybe a year later, you hear the same idea or or a similar idea from somebody else. And and it's someone though that you can you relate to, someone you empathize with, someone you you can dial in with their life and the way that it's delivered. Maybe it's just their tone, it's it's their lifestyle, it's their it's whatever, and it lands. My my plea to you guys is is you are that person for a huge group of people. You are that messenger. You are that that painter. The work that you're producing is is something that is unique. And so it may look like everybody else's air quotes. It may look similar, but my God, you're unique. You're that person. So let's go to level two. Level two is the sense where we then validate 
we validate that first phase, the imposter syndrome, right? Um, the first phase, again, is where I underestimate my abilities I, and then I overestimate other people's. And we validate it by looking around, by comparing our blooper reel, all of our flaws with the highlight reel of everybody else. Uh, there's um, a great book. It's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. I'm going to save Leslie one more bleep. Leslie edits my podcast, my wife, Leslie. So I'll save you a bleep, Leslie. But it's The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. Mark Manson, he writes this book. And in, early on in the book, he says this great example of that. We are comparing ourselves to the top 1%, like the most extremes in all situations. And, and, and so not only that, but we're comparing their highlight reel to like our full index. It'd be like comparing someone's images. Like let's say that a wedding photographer delivers their 100 best photographs. It'd be like comparing their 100 best photographs to our other 800 that we didn't deliver, to our 800 images that we didn't even deliver, the ones that were that were called away, right? So we'd be comparing a wedding photographer's work that they delivered these 100 fully edited, immaculate, stunning photographs to the ones that we haven't edited. We ha- we're not even gonna deliver. It's our other 800, our full index, right? It's all of their wins and we're comparing them to our losses. It's rather absurd, right? It's rather absurd to compare their highlight reel to our blooper reel. You are right where you need to be in order to take to... to to keep transforming into into right who you need to be, right? If there's anything to take away is you're looking around on social media, on Instagram or on Facebook or your friend groups or your brother or your sister or your local community, your local market, your competition, if there's, if there's anything to take away from the people that you follow, it's that they show up. It's not that they're awesome. They suck, they suck too, just like we do. It's like they're, they're broken, messy people. Like their shit stinks too. So my dad always used to tell me. Like, <laughs> but thank God they're showing up, right? No one knows what they're doing. No one knows what really what they're doing. It's just that some are better at editing. Some are better at calling and editing the work. It's a really healthy position to remind ourselves of. And so I, I want to bring this home with this third, the third level, which is where kind of panic really strikes is when we start to validate these things and then it usually strikes when we produce something new. It strikes, this third level strikes the moment that we just finished recording our first episode of the podcast. It strikes when the other two strike before you record. The third one strikes after you record. The third one strikes when you put your paintbrush down after making that 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 painting that you just made. The third the third one strikes when when you get home after after that photo session you start going through the work and it's this. It's the feeling that that I've tricked them. If they discover, if they find out, if they only knew then I'd be out. If they only saw all the mistakes and the flaws, if they saw the other work that I'm not going to deliver, uh, it's it's really the imposter syndrome at its at its core. It's that I'm a fraud and I've got to keep up appearances. Can I let you guys know? Um, this is an interesting kind of perspective, but you ain't that smart. You didn't fool anybody. Like you're not a super genius. <laughs> Like, like, like you didn't trick anybody. Everyone is holding on just as much as you. 
And the very thing that will allow you to thrive in whatever space that you're in is contrary to what the imposter would have you believe because the imposter would have you believe this, that you have to keep up the facade. The imposter would have you believe that you've got to keep up the appearances. The imposter would have you believe that you need to make sure that you look as good, that you you look good, that you feel good, that you be right. It's a very self-centered me, 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 me mentality right? I've got to make sure that when I post up that photograph, it is perfectly edited. It's, it's polished. The imposter would have you keep up the facade. And that's an exhausting thing. And that's why we feel like if, they, if, I, if I let down my guard, if I take the mask off, they'll know and they'll reject me. They'll know and I'll be turned away. They'll know and I'll be a fraud. The opposite, the opposite is true. What the imposter would have you believe the opposite is true in two regards. First off, the opposite is true is it is less self-centered. It is less me, me, me. It is less focused on what I do and my appearances and, and what I've accomplished. If you feel like you've built a brand around all of the glorification of you, then the imposter syndrome will be right there nagging you, terrifying you every single night you go to sleep. Instead, it's the goal to focus less on you and, and more on other people. It's to show up to your photography community with deep empathy, right? Knowing that everyone is just as nervous as you and to focus more on them and asking them questions than it is to share about yourself and all the answers and all the problems that you've solved. It's focusing less on you and more on them through empathy. And the second one is key. These are the two ways that I've discovered to overcome the imposter syndrome. It is the first, again, to reiterate, is to focus less on yourself, to focus less on the mask and less on the appearance and less on the facade. And the second one is vulnerability. It's being willing to show the process and then to trust that the process is what they want. It's what they want to see because they're dealing with that same imposter syndrome true. It's, it is that it's your 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 vulnerability is the key. Your vulnerability, your willingness to take off the mask, your willingness to bring people in to the process is the key to breaking through the imposter syndrome because it takes away all power that it's hold. The only way that, that the imposter syndrome works is if you have to keep up the facade. It only works if you have to keep up appearances. It only works if you're focused on me, me, me. As soon as we can set down the me, me, me and pick up others, pick up the empathy of the person who may be seeing this or experiencing this and to focus more on them and then to share with vulnerability the process that we are in. It's, it's these two things that will bring crashing down the walls of, of that we built up around us that is the imposter syndrome. The imposter syndrome is really hard uh, to create without our own ego. It, maybe it's impossible to experience without our own ego. And so when we allow and we kill our ego, when we die to our ego through vulnerability and focusing less on ourselves and more on other people, it, it kind of, it, there's, there's nothing for the imposter syndrome to take hold of because I'm just owning it. I'm owning the process and the experience, trusting that other people want that process, that they want that experience, and that that experience and that process is actually what's going to build trust. It's, it's going to build authority. It's going to build a sense of expertise in a really interesting way. I saw Stephen Kim, he's an amazing uh, dude, share this idea of, of 
rather than feeling like I always have to be the expert, what if I was the journalist? It's sharing all the ways that we are providing and that we're learning to develop value for our people. Hey, look, I'm learning this. I just bought this new lens and I'm doing some test shoots of it. I want to take you guys behind the scenes and show you the test shoots that I'm doing because this new lens is going to make me, uh, it's going to, I'm going to be able to, to photograph stunning new work for you this wedding season. I'm, I'm riffing right now, right? It's kind of bringing people into the process, into the experiment that you're in with vulnerability. It'll shatter the imposter syndrome when you do that. It'll completely shatter it. You guys, I, I, I really hope that maybe there's something here for you, that if, if you're in any stage, the imposter syndrome, maybe hearing some of these thoughts um, are, uh, will become an encouragement for you. I hope that I've given you courage. It's a courageous thing to share the process. It's a courageous thing to be vulnerable. It's a courageous thing to get off yourself and to focus more on the human in front of you. I understand that. Um, and, and listen, I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear some of the ways that you wrestle with the imposter syndrome and maybe just expressing that to me in a DM, maybe opening up a dialogue or a conversation with maybe it's not me. Maybe it's just a friend or a peer or a husband or a wife. Um, maybe that'll begin to, to introduce uh, cracks in the system. Maybe it'll begin to break it down. And so maybe that's my, my call to action for you. If there's something for you to do after listening to this episode it is to express maybe it's not public right now. All good. No bad about that. But maybe it's just having that, that vulnerable conversation with someone that, um, that you haven't had before and, and, and allowing people to become a part of the process, to join you in the journey that you're on. Because I'm telling you guys, it's what I want to see. It's what I'm encouraged by. It, it, it's what kind of wakens me up when I see other people doing and they're trying and they're bringing people along for the journey. You guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Um, again, if you would love, I, I would love to have you in the Six Figure Photography Mastermind group. Um, that'd be my next step is to, to continue the conversation there. You can join uh, uh, join the group by going to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash mastermind. And um, and maybe you'll see, uh, maybe you'll see that there'll be more conversations along these lines with mindset, uh, with heart posture, with, with kind of like how we show up in our business. Um, in that group, in that community as well. And um, and I'd love to have you be a part of that. You guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you in the next episode of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. Bye, everybody.